It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. This is a Spiva Media production. It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. Hey there, this is Cindy Liming, your host of your Daily Dose of Awesome. On this show, I talk about all the things that I find to be awesome in this journey called life. By sharing what I find, I hope that you too will be able to create more awesomeness in your corner of the world. So before I get started, I should probably let you know that I am recording outside and I'm not at my own house um, because my daughter has a friend over and I am actually at my husband's house. And for those of you who don't know me well, um, we don't live together, so I don't actually have all of my recording equipment. But that's one thing about um, this podcast. I kinda, it kind of just has to happen when there's a moment of free time. So Haley is inside with a friend right now. Um, and hopefully I'll get through this recording uninterrupted. So anyway, with the pandemic and all the negativity that it brought with it, much of society has been sucked right into it all. And people, including myself, have been sad, frustrated, angry, negative, divided. The list goes on and on. I like to consider myself a pretty positive person and, for the record, saw a ton of positive things during the lockdown, but I, too, got sucked into feeling kind of blue. In Ohio, when this all went down, we were literally quarantined. The weather was bad and everything was pretty much closed and we were afraid to go anywhere at first. And I am really thankful that things are starting to open up. But then, once things started to get a little bit better... We had the riots and all the horrible things that went with that. And I also noticed that the whole paper straw thing has gone by the wayside. I mean, little did we know there would be so much more to panic about than paper straws. Or plastic straws, I should say. We're panicked about plastic straws and then using paper straws, which looking back now is not that big of an issue. <laughs> but anyway, when I was really starting to get down in the dumps, I discovered Lizzie LaRock. If you're friends with me on Facebook or in my Facebook group, you might have noticed that I have been taking pictures from a worm's perspective. Like literally, my husband and I would go for a walk, find something interesting on the ground like a wildflower, and then take a photo of it as if we were seeing it from a worm's perspective. I got the idea from photographer-slash-writer-slash-positivity-psychologist-based coach Lizzie LaRock. Prior to discovering her, I didn't even really know that positive psychology was actually a thing, but now I'm definitely intrigued. I mean, this gives me something brand new to learn about. 
Anyway, I stumbled upon Lizzie's ad for a photo walk on Facebook. And I don't want to talk about it too much in this intro because she's going to talk about it in depth in our conversation. A photo walk is a super cool way to practice mindfulness. You might have heard that word thrown around lately, but if you haven't, mindfulness is a word that describes focusing on the now. We're constantly worried about the past or the future. Mindfulness encourages us to make the moment the, the most of the current moment right now. Having a mindfulness practice helps with stress and anxiety. Meditation, for example, is a mindfulness practice. You might have heard of like mindful eating where you eat slowly and really think about the food that you are eating, like how it looks and the texture, the smell and how it tastes. But basically, if you focus on what's in front of you, you tend to not worry about all the other things like the pandemic, homeschooling, riots and so on. And I study mindfulness, and I've done a variety of activities with my students, but I had never heard of a photo walk until I found Lizzie. To take time to focus on something from a different perspective, like a worm, was really amazing. (laughs) I know some of you probably think I'm nuts, but of all the mindfulness activities out there, this one had a huge impact on me. Meditation does too, but a photo walk is way more fun, and you will see the amazing results in your mental health pretty much immediately. And speaking of fun, that is what Lizzie is all about. She's my age, which is 46 years old, and we both know that adulting is not the most fun thing to do. (laughs) Lizzie is like a breath of fresh air. She's like me trying to bring the fun into adulting. But I'm going to stop here with my intro because I can go on about the awesomeness that Lizzie LaRock has brought into my life. I brought her on the show so that you too could learn how to create and play. Here's my conversation with Lizzie LaRock. Tell me about your career. And the reason why I'm so intrigued by your career is because I want to be like at the point where you are now at some point. So go ahead and talk about that though. I'll let you talk about what you do. You're so, okay. So my, so you want to hear current career, uh, past career. I've, I've switched careers pretty drastically in the last few years. Okay. That's perfect. um, (laughs) Well, cause like, that's what, that's where I am. Like I'm at this crossroads right now. So I want to know, I want you to tell the listeners like what you do now, because that's the only part I know about you right now. I only know what you're doing now. So talk about that. What I do now is I'm a photographer and a writer and a positive psychology based coach. And I created a class, an online class called the life feast. So that's kind of my signature offering is it's an eight week class teaching people how to integrate the concepts of positive psychology, which are like curiosity, awe, mindfulness, gratitude, uh, and then a few I throw in like playfulness and adventure and getting out of your comfort zone. And I use um, iPhone photography because it's really simple and accessible and creative for women like us who are (laughs) extremely busy and have a million balls in the air at any given time. Um, So I teach them how to integrate all of these creativity concepts, these positive psychology concepts into their life through the the iPhone photography. And I created the class. Um, it, it had been 
I had been mulling it over for probably like five years or so before I finally launched it in 2019. So in January of 2019. And then I've you know, been running it for, I guess, so a year and a half now. Um, that's the current. I also take on a few um, clients where I help them with creative projects and positive psychology coaching. But the crux of it is the, the course, which is, which is similar, I guess, to the photo walk, which is kind of how, how we met. My background is that I, my husband and I owned a restaurant here in Steamboat, Colorado, where we live, which is a resort ski town. We owned a huge headache. (laughs) I owned a huge headache um, for 14 years. And it was a 300 seat bar restaurant. uh, You know, all the every stereotype you can think of of just how stressful it is and it's the hardest business like they're all they're all true it was it was really a difficult difficult time so i i had gone through really toxic stress levels uh i you know i, I joke that it was a headache i mean it gave me migraines and all kinds of physical issues. And I was really, um, and I I should add the caveat, there are people who are wonderful at running restaurants and I love going to restaurants. And so those that do it well, I'm in awe of them. I, uh, I really struggled through it and was, was grateful to get out of it. So when I've transitioned into, I'm, I'm 46 years old. And when I, so we sold it uh, right after my 40th birthday. And I, I kind of just made that decision. Like I'm, I, whatever, whatever career I choose, however I move forward, it's going to be something that just lights me up from the inside. And it took me, took me another few years to fully commit to that. I then transitioned into a boutique marketing business and, um, I did marketing, just freelance marketing, copywriting, photography, graphic design, social media, all the things for a few years. And in that, I came to work for a mindfulness company and I did all of their marketing for about three years, wrote a lot of uh, keynote speeches, TED Talks, um, everything on mindfulness topics, which are a very close cousin to positive psychology. And then that's how kind of got to the end of the line there and went, I, I need to follow this thread and it's not by doing people's social media anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's how I ended up uh, creating because I, in my marketing business, I I created online courses for other people. It was a, a pretty easy transition technically maybe not mindset wise, but to, to go all in on myself and to say, okay, I, so I I went and got a certification in applied positive psychology. And as I was doing that certification, I just realized how many parallels there were to my longtime photography habit, which I have been a photographer since I was 15 years old. I grew up in the dark room, black and white photography, film, all of it. And, um, yeah, so I've been talking <laughs> nonstop. I feel like I should. Take oh a no, that's okay. <laughs> no, I'm like I, I'm keeping notes in my head because 
the thing is, the weird thing is, is that first of all, like um, when I hear you talk about what it is that you do and you bring up terms like mindfulness and positivity and all of the things that you said in the beginning, that is everything that I am. So like I started this show because I was tired of the negativity, which is still continuing today. So, I mean, my quest for a peaceful world is still ongoing. Um, And I'm doing that through podcasting. I'm really, I've started, I've been a fifth grade teacher. I've um, been teaching, uh, I'm going to go into my 24th year of teaching. So, um, and I enjoy it, but um, I am getting old. I, and I, I guess I can say this because I'm 46 too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. And so um, I just, uh, I just turned 46 on June 15th, but it's like, as I'm getting older, it's getting more exhausting being at school, like physically and mentally. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I don't really want to switch careers because um teaching fifth graders is a very good um, vessel to get the message out that I want mm. to, to get out is, which is being positive and taking care of yourself. And um, I have about 130 kids a year. So I have a big audience, you know, like I get school. to grow them from. Yes. yes. <laughs> and so it's like, I really don't want to not be in the schools. Right. Um, because I enjoy the kids and I just feel like I have a lot to offer. And I feel like everything that you said is like so, so, so important right now, especially. Um, I mean, with all the things that are going on, I don't know about you, but I get really dragged down about with the media and I don't really watch TV. Um, It's just not healthy. And I was where you were, like, I'm actually better now, but I had um, a rough patch. I think everybody has a rough patch, maybe before Mm -hmm. they get into their 40s. Yeah, probably. Um, But I've dug myself out and I'm a totally new person. And um, so I just, I love hearing that. I I know like this is going to sound really weird, but I like hearing that it's taken you a little while to get to where you are. Because part of the problem, I think with myself and a lot of people um, around our age, maybe like we want things, we want to get, like, I want to be a writer now. I want to be a really good photographer now Today. I want to be teaching. Like, here's the other thing that we have in common. Um, because I don't know if you've looked at any of my stuff, but and, yeah. and I guess it wouldn't really have come out anyways. But like, I I want to teach online courses. You know, like not They're in the so style <laughs> that we, that I had to for um, remote learning. Not no, like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, Let's um, be clear: the lockdown version was fun for nobody. But right, but like you're doing. I mean you're pretty much where I want to be like right now. (laughs) Okay. I love that. And I, and I laughed because I was thinking you, you'd written that in one of the emails and I laughed and I'm like, and if only Cindy knew that on the days that I'm having a hard day, I think, well, I just need to be further along than where I am right now. So I I practice that mindfulness thing. Like I should be more present. Yeah. uh, And I'm all into that mindfulness thing. Like I'm, I was teaching mindfulness to my students the best I could, um, during when we were normal Mm -hmm. and I just took another class on mindfulness. Like I'm all over that stuff. And so like, and I do want to get into this a little more in a little bit, but that whole photo walk thing, um, as we were going through all this, um, that was like such a mindfulness thing for me that I so needed. Yeah. Um, but I'll get to that in a second. Cause I, okay. I also want to ask you, cause I don't want to forget about this, but what did you major in in college? So you said you went to Denison, but what did yes. you major in? 
I majored. That's funny. My nephew asked me this. He's, he's graduating and going to college. He's like, what did you major in? I was like, English literature and photography was my minor and French was my minor. And I would joke that when I owned the restaurant, I was like, well, I have a very grammatically correct menu and <laughs> well <laughs> written. And um, I think I used French one time in the restaurant business. And uh, yeah, I, I, my, so Denison was a very liberal arts college. So it wasn't, there weren't like highly specialized majors. My goal was to go into advertising in when I got out of college and I um, ended up in book publishing and then some magazine publishing and then it was like my boyfriend, who's now my husband, uh, he was moving to Colorado from, from Denison. And I thought, well, that sounds kind of fun. And so I moved to, to Colorado, at, to the ski area. And, you know, really the best way to excel back then career-wise was to get into hospitality. So I worked in hotels and sales and marketing and then the, the restaurant. So it was always with that advertising, marketing, I guess, slant, but it's, it's, it wasn't an actual major at, at Denison. And I okay. love to read. So I just read books for four years. Okay. So that's how yeah, you did it room. because like, okay, because marketing and was not your major. No. Yeah. So there was, like I said, there wasn't a, a marketing major. So how have you picked up all these other skills along the way? So you said reading books. Yes. So I got a job um, when I was, so I guess I was 23. I was working at the front desk of a hotel and I somehow, well, well my first job was in book publishing and I worked as it was a fellowship that I won. And I joked that I think I won the fellowship because I was the only one who didn't actually want the job. It was like a hundred people interviewed for this marketing fellowship at a, at a book publishing company. And it was three hours away from the boyfriend who was moving to the ski, the ski, he was doing the ski bum year. And I was staying in the city and you know, I really wanted to go move where he was. Uh, but it, but I, I couldn't give up this opportunity. So I had this really beautiful foundation where in this fellowship, it was like a paid slash internship. And I learned a ton of marketing back then. And then I moved, finally moved to Steamboat, worked in a hotel uh, at the front desk and was promoted within a year to be the director of marketing, which I was really young, and really green for. Uh, but the, the owner of the company really liked me and thought I was just, you know, personable and ready to learn. And so I just self, self-taught that way, I guess. Um, yeah. And then like owning right my now, own I feel like, I feel like, um, cause like podcasting has nothing to do with what I majored in. I I'm, I'm a mom and a teacher and a children's ministry director. And yeah. I'm like, well, I think I might want to do podcast. What was your major? I education. Edu oh, of course. Yeah. 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 It was education and I'm doing, I mean, I'm doing exactly yeah. what I well, isn't it? Isn't it do. funny? Like I mean, looked at my nephew who's, who's 18 and going to college and he's like all stressed about what he's going to major in. And I was like, Will, like this stuff didn't exist when I was 22 years old. Like I've, I've done, you know, Facebook ads and create, you know, copy creation for people. And I remember getting my first email address <laughs> in my senior year of college. Right, like, right. And I was 
one of like three people who had one. I mean, nobody else, nobody yes. else did. Yes. So it's, it's just, you know, those, there's so many, uh, and that's the fun thing about creativity, right? Like there's so many ways to get your podcasting didn't exist back right. then. We couldn't right. have majored in it, but it's just a fun medium. If you're curious and creative, that you can go, sure, I'll teach, I'll learn it. I'll figure yeah. it out. Well, that's my thing though. Cause like, like you have twins, right? Yes. You have twin yeah. 13 year olds or are they older? 14. Now? They're 14, 14 now. now. Okay. So like, that's the issue though. Like I have three kids of my own and have two stepchildren, mm-hmm. but, um, my husband okay. lives an hour away. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So like we it, basically, my husband and I are forever dating and on the shared parenting <laughs> schedule, which is really nice, but to say, um, that's going to be some perks to that. Oh, there's a lot of perks. Um, <laughs> especially like I can say that because this is my second time around with marriage, but, um, but it makes it very, everything is time consuming. So like I, so when I wanted to learn about podcasting, it took me a long time to get where yeah. I am, you know, um, and, but I, it, and, and, you know, like I want to, like my next thing is I want to teach online courses, but I, it's going to take me, I have no idea how to do it correctly. Right. You know, I mean, I know how to do, you know, I know how to throw something together to teach fifth graders during a pandemic and even that didn't go yeah. very well. So like I, I got to learn that, you know right. what I mean? Right. And that all takes so much time. And like, I, I just wish we were allowed to live longer so that, yeah. <laughs> or I just, oh. This midlife thing's really difficult. (laughs) Or like, can we speed up the learning process? Like, how can I learn all of this as fast as I can so I could do it all while I'm on this planet? So like, so how, now do you work from home? Is your office at Uh, home? No, I actually, well, uh, prior to March 13th, I worked from a really cute studio (laughs) in downtown Steamboat. The last, since our lockdown began, I moved my desk and everything home into the middle of the living room. Um, And then because it's summer and and all of my kids stuff got canceled, I haven't moved back to my studio because it just seems sort of pointless. I'm still driving everyone around. Right. My real full-time job is chauffeur. Right. I get it. (laughs) So I do a lot of in the car learning. Yes. So do I. That's my favorite um, modality. And that's actually like when I was doing some marketing for my own class in February, I was like, you know, trying to come up with, here's 15 ways to be creative in your car (laughs) (laughs) while you're waiting at dance class. Why, you know, and we can get to this, but that's when you had said, what was the, what was the impetus for the photo walk? And that was it. It was like how much time I spend in my car waiting places. I did an episode on how to wait well. Yeah. So it was, how do I, (laughs) how do I squeeze in these creative dreams in, you know, in the 15 minute increments and not make them so big and, and, you know, huge to take down. I've lost track of the original question. My apologies. Oh, that's okay. But well, I was wanting to know how you're balancing it all. But so like, would you say like one of your mom's secrets would be to those times that you are actually waiting around, you're actually using it to yes. further your creativity for for sure um and i will say so my when you said you you kind of got on the you know the daily dose of awesome inspiration of being really sick of all the negativity you know one one of my big impetuses was i was really tired so when my kids you know with twins it's it's really stressful all in at at first until they're about 
five years old and then you come up for air and it's, and it's a little bit easier. And, um, you know, and as I said, we owned a restaurant at the same time. So when they were probably about eight years old, like seven or eight years old, I mean, I remember just talking to my friends and we were having never ending discussions about like the booster seat and the car seat and which activities they were going to in the summer camp and we're selling Girl Scout cookies. And, and I was thinking to myself, like, we need something else to talk about. We were interesting people before <laughs> this, like <laughs> before these amazing little wonderful people took over our existence. And what I found so ironic was that, I don't know about you, but I was big on like, oh yeah, the kids should take piano lessons and dance lessons and art class. And I'm dropping them off at all these activities going like, well, I want to go to art class. Yes. I go to the piano lesson. And so um, the, the, the funniest was that when they were, I think, so one of my twins, I guess maybe when she was like eight or nine, I can't remember, but she wanted to quit piano. And I was telling the piano teacher that, that she was quitting. And, um, and I said to him, I said, but I'd really like to take her spot. And he looked at me like, like I was crazy. And he said, Oh, you don't, you don't have to feel bad. Like I'll, I'll fill the spot. It's, it's no big deal. And I said, no, no, I'm, I'm not trying to take piano lessons from small children. Like if, if you're all full, I won't, I won't take a, a spot, but if you have an opening, I, it's one of my biggest regrets was that I, I quit piano at, at 12. And instead of forcing it on my daughter, who's not into it, I sort of had this reckoning with myself of like, who's the one who really wants to take piano here? And it, mm -hmm. and it was like, oh, it's me. And so then a I, so for, for years, I, which is comical, like I you know, had a terrible recital. <laughs> I was the only adult. Anyway, <laughs> I um, love lots, of, lots of mistakes, but it, but it was so funny. So one time I'm coming out of the lesson and my kids were waiting in the hallway for me. Like we were, <laughs> we were then going to whatever next activity of theirs, but they were in the hallway doing their homework. And my friend, her, whose name is Cindy, she had said to me, she goes, God, Lizzie, I love watching you. I love watching your girls wait for you to come out right. of the <laughs> lesson. And I was like, yes. You know, I said, I, I, the message I think that we end up sending to our kids is like adulting isn't fun and you should spend all your childhood enriching your life, playing sports, doing, you know, doing all the activities. And then when you become a, an adult, you should just let it all atrophy. And we yeah. should just, you know, my, you know, famous in my life feast class is like, we aren't meant to just pay bills and die. Like we're not, we're meant to start a podcast. We're meant to, to, to like acknowledge these creative urges that we have, that we all have. And, and not just say like, I'm just going to focus on my taxes and my to-do list and the grocery shopping. And of course, we have to get all that stuff done, but I think it's just been, it's been my mantra all along of, you know, wanting to inspire, you know, my friends of like, you can, you can do this too. We yes. can all have fun. Yes. <laughs> adulting can be fun. Yeah. So it, it does take a little more, uh, you know, finagling of the schedule. My, my girls are really good cooks. So they help. We, we use HelloFresh because I am not a good cook and I like, oh, it's so easy to follow the recipe. And so we've been doing it for years. They, they learned how to help with dinner and, you know, help with everything. And as I said, I drive a ton. I, I joke that I spend so much time in my car 
And I would just, the default is, you know, just to scroll on your phone and just check email, right? And, you know, answer texts and make doctor's appointments and follow up with everything and follow up on work stuff. And I'm sitting at dance class and I just thought, I can't, I can't keep doing this. Like I, it's sort of against my mindfulness practice. I don't want to be, um, I think when we aren't creating, we're just consuming and, and not just consuming sort of, you know, Twinkies or donuts, like it's, right. it's consuming that the Instagram feed or, you know, other people's creations. And, um, and I decided like, I need to, I need to create before I can consume, like I need to make this. And so I think that, I think in short, we have more time than we realize. We just end up, you know, putting it towards a million different minutiae details like the inbox is still going to be full even if you take a 15 minute photo walk and you might feel mm -hmm. so much better and so much more inspired that's that's the other thing is is in positive psychology we learned so much of you know they're just those times where you need to do something like get out and do the walk and do the photo walk so that you can tackle a bigger project that might be stressing you out but if you if you um try to tackle it from sort of the negative state where we say that narrows and focuses you. Like I would always joke that I, I couldn't go from the restaurant of like paying, doing payroll and like our profit and loss statement and getting all stressed about the finances. And then immediately five minutes later transition to now we're going to plan the Mardi Gras celebration, or now we're going to plan what's on, you know, the menu this week. Like it was, you have to have that when you're in the, you know, negative emotions, narrow and focus us to take immediate actions of, you know, different things for our survival, positive emotions broaden and build us and they build upon each other and help us become more creative and get into a better mindset, if you will, for coming up with solutions to, to tough problems. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't think people it, realize, you get out there. What yeah. Like I don't people re think people like adults, especially realize like how important creativity is. They don't at all. And I mean, there's, there are massive health, health benefits. They've done studies of like, it lowers your cortisol level. You know, it, it increases white blood cell count to help fight off infection. Like they're so many, that's what I love about positive psychology is that there are, it, it's, it's, it's research-based, science-based, like people are out there, I always joke, like there are scientists in lab coats researching gratitude. <laughs> yes. Like how, how good it is for you, you know, take two gratitudes and, and call me in the morning. <laughs> and that's not to say that our negative emotions and our, you know, don't have a purpose and that we shouldn't process them and fall through, but we just don't want to get so stuck in them. Yes. And creativity and curiosity are really like great ways to get us out of, you know, that mm, must that pay funk. bills. You know? Yes. Remember the, um, so because, and I don't know, where did you, where did you, where did you grow up childhood? Did you grow up in Ohio? Yes. Okay. I don't, did you have like the Dunkin' Donuts commercials with the guy, um, Fred the baker who was like, time, time to, to make, to make the, donuts. the donuts? Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> I was like, I, I would, you know, I had written an email newsletter of just, we're all just living this Dunkin' Donuts life. Like, yeah, like my husband will sometimes say that. Like, he'll yeah. get up in the morning and kind of make donuts. <laughs> and you think like, okay, we gotta, we gotta stop and savor the donuts a little bit. We gotta take a pause. And 
And then acknowledging that, you know, they say in positive psychology, there's the ratio of you need three positive experiences to offset your inherent negativity bias. And, you know, we have this negativity bias because it helped us biologically escape from lions and tigers and, you know, things that we needed, our paleolithic ancestry needed to survive. And we're still using some of that programming, you know, that, that old operating system in the modern world. So we still have the negative bi- negativity bias. I always joke, like, now we're looking for tigers at Starbucks. <laughs> they're, <laughs> not, you know, they're, they're not there. So, you know, so my, I'm just a big proponent of you've got to find those three positives to, to balance out what that, that negative is. And we, we forget to do that a lot. Yeah. Um, now, okay. So I want to talk about this photo walk because, yeah. um, it has, and I hope I don't sound like I'm nuts to you. I know we just no, met, but I I'm feel thrilled. like you might understand. <laughs> but I so love like, nerding out on weird <laughs> photos. So this is my jam, Cindy. Yeah, it's just so funny because like, um, you know, so we've been in this pandemic mm-hmm. and in Ohio, like, you know, when this all went down in March, the weather was really bad. So we yeah. were like literally in quarantine. I mean, yeah. my three kids and me. Locked in. We were locked in. We couldn't go outside and play because it was raining. And then if you can believe this, it actually snowed in, I think, April. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had really bad weather and then it started to get nice. And, um, my husband and I, one of the things that we could do is go for walks and my husband and I like going, um, for walks and, um, I was scrolling through Facebook and I just also wanted to tell you, like, by the way, when we talk about time, I actually did a time audit to see where my time was going and a lot of it yeah. was just scrolling. Um, right. Yeah. That's I like, all right, if we're really, and I am just as guilty. I'm like, when we're really honest with ourselves, we're like, there is a lot of time in there. Yes, I just there don't want to admit where, where it went. Yeah. It is, and so I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw your ad. I'm like, oh, this sounds interesting. And I started reading all your prompts and I'm like, oh, like I like photography. Like I'm not going to be a photographer. I, like it's not, that's not one of my dreams or anything like that. I just like taking pictures, you yeah. know? And I'm like, oh, I like taking pictures and oh, look, I can do it with my iPhone. I don't need anything exactly. special. And so I started reading through your prompts. and like, oh, look, I can, I can do these things. And so the first one, I think, I mean, I don't think they're in any order, order, like, like a challenge or anything. Like, no, I think they're just no. there. They're completely random. Yeah. So I just scroll, I was just looking through, I was like, oh my gosh, look at this. You can take things from a worm's perspective. Yeah. And like, I think like my friends, especially my kids are so sick of me saying this because <laughs> we will be in any random place. And then I'm on the ground. Yep taking a photo from a worm's perspective. And the funny thing is, is there's really no reason at all for me to be taking that other than I'm enjoying the moment. I'm having so much fun. And, you know, it's just, it's just, just for the sake of fun. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, I just have to teenagers. delight yourself. Yeah. Creatively. And the funny thing is, is that like we, when I, I first did it with my husband, so we went on a walk, like a walk in the um, Metro park mm-hmm. and um, our very first picture. Um, I think I sent it to you. was like the, of the flower, the wildflowers. Oh yeah. 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 And, so and cool. we looked at it. Like I so wish, cause like I've been in your shoes. Like I would love to know what people think of this episode or that episode. And, um, and so like when we took that first picture, we looked at it, I was like, Oh my I gosh, 
look at this. Like, this is a worm's perspective. And like all of these other crazy ideas, like I really, I really wish we could like hang out because <laughs> some of my ideas are so far out. That Maybe post quarantine when we can all travel right. again. <laughs> right. But like then, so like I we're on the you know ground taking all these pictures from a worm's perspective. And then like, um, I was telling my daughter's boyfriend who's, who I think gets me on this really weird level because every time I tell him these crazy ideas, like he like goes off of them. And oh, so like, we it. were like talking about like, Oh, we should do, um, a children's book about oh, the nice. worm you know nice. like oh. like and this like, is how the worm sees the world yes how the worm sees the world like it. see like but that's like my mind is like on constant creativity overload like i just from me taking those few pictures because of your media post oh, like I'm now so i'm glad. like flooded with all these ideas and then i have another friend um who uh i did an episode on haikus Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so he discovered that he's actually really good at writing haikus. So I'm like, Ooh, why don't we incorporate the haikus into the children's story? <laughs> or how oh, funny. Make a do you know, so one of my, I do a, I do a free challenge in November. If you discovered me in November, it would have been through gratitude and um, I call it gratitude gravy. And it's like 12 ways to practice gratitude every day in the month of November. And you get a different email every day. And one of them is like, write a haiku to your coffee maker or to your <laughs> washing machine or anything oh like mundane God. appliance that you are so grateful for. Because if you didn't have, you know, said appliance, like life would be different. And people write these haikus to their appliances and I love them. They make me so happy. Well, and does so that fun. challenge exist somewhere online still? Cause I have to share it with my friend. <laughs> it, it does. Well, so I really only run it in November because it's this, it's, it is like a 12 day, every day, different letters you should write the haiku, um, like a gratitude sort of version of the photo walk. And so I'll, I'll send you some details on it. Okay. It's more of a November. I try to keep it well, in if November. If you're going to do it in November, then I'll like, I'll okay. sign up for it. You'll get it. <laughs> Cause I love that. So, um, so then like, then I started like kind of wearing out the worms perspective thing. And like, right. I would like be, like I said, I was like, I'll be on the ground in random places and my kids are rolling their eyes. Now you um, need the ceiling selfie. Yes. Then I started doing <laughs> ceilings. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, then you need yeah. to move to the ceiling yep. selfie. <laughs> so now it's been ceiling. So, um, so here's my question. Like, where are you getting these ideas? Cause like, I, I know for me, like, it, like, learning from you and just this small little realm. I mean, I know you have so much more than this, but like just from your little photo walk, like now I've got, Oh, I got to do a children's story. And I got to do a coffee table book and I got to do this I and, love I got, it. and the haikus. And like, that's how I am getting my ideas from, um, just from any random, like I could be anywhere. And then all of a sudden I'm like, bam, like all these ideas are in my head. Like yeah. I saw a gnome made out of acorns. And so like, I started making them so for everyone. Like I drive people oh. crazy, oh my but, gosh, um, but it's it. so fun for me. But so this like, we broaden and build. This is what I'm talking about. Like when you get into that state and everyone's like, I'm not creative. I don't have a creative bone in your body. You're like, no, you just haven't like created the condition. And you obviously are very creative, but like, you just need to create the conditions for creativity. And then it's like, you yeah. Know, oh my you, gosh. You and it's addictive up. and it's yeah. fun and I'm happy. Oh, and like I, when I, I hand someone it. a gnome made out of an acorn, maybe I'll send you one in the mail. I would but... love a gnome. <laughs> I bet you oh would. God. That would <laughs> be the like, best. Like when I hand it to people, they're like, oh my gosh, look, a gnome. And this it's like so cute. And it's just for that reason 
only. There is no bigger yeah. picture here. It's just, just mm-hmm. let's let's have some fun. But where does Lizzie LaRock get her inspiration? Get, get these ideas. So, you know, it's really funny. So I live in a really beautiful scenic area. I mean, there's um, two mountains outside of my window. It's really gorgeous. I have never really been interested in taking photos of said mountains outside (laughs) of my door. I love looking at them. I love sitting outside and having them fill me up. But artistically, it's never, I have always been the weird person crouched down on the sidewalk, taking pictures of like a crack and a leaf (laughs) and something. And, you know, I would, I would blow up pictures and give them to my mom for Christmas or something. She'd be like, Oh, I don't get it. (laughs) And, you know, I I would just like, whatever mom, um, she gets it now, but it, it, it would be funny. So, so I've always, really just, I don't know why, been just extremely intrigued by these little, and that's, and that's sort of been the whole point to why I wanted to create my class. The lay feast was really just saying like art is everywhere. You can say, I live in Ohio, so I don't live in Colorado. I can't. And you're like, Nope, I promise you, you will, you know, like I said, find a flower and crouch down from the worm's point of view and, and get this incredible, you know, interesting photo that you were never expecting. So the, the ceiling selfie, I always love this, this story with because it's, or I have to credit it to my sister. Um, when we were, she's older than I am. And when we were, I was probably like five and she was eight and we would walk around our house with a mirror and it, the mirror was facing towards the ceiling. And she would be like, we're going to walk around the house and pretend that we're stepping over chandeliers or door jams or whatever. And she came up with it on her own? She came up with this when she was like seven or eight years but old. But look at that, and what children like, I know, come up I, with. I know, it's amazing. So, so she and I would do that. Like, and it was one of my favorite games was pretending that we were walking on the ceiling of our house. And, um, so, you know, that's like when our video game selection was like pong, (laughs) it was like just that ball, but like, there wasn't really all anything, all that stimulating. There were what Brady Bunch and like Hogan's heroes on TV. (laughs) So we got really creative. Um, but I would, so then I realized the one, like this one time I had my phone, it was 4th of July, actually, we were getting ready to go to a 4th of July parade at my parents' house. And I like bumped my phone or was trying to take a picture and it went into selfie mode and I, I put it down on the counter and I just looked up and there was like the edge of this parade costume, this crown and the ceiling lights. And you could just see it pointing upward. And I was like, that's such a cool photo. Like I've never thought to put the phone in selfie mode and not take a selfie, like to just lay it on the counter and see what's on the ceiling. And it just like jogged my memory of, you know, my sister and her kids were there of this practice that we used to do of, of walking around, you know, with the hand mirror. And so the ceiling selfie was born of, you know, I tell people, put your phone in selfie mode, hold it parallel to the ceiling, 
look look down at your phone and walk around and you can I do it in airports you know you can can do it in sort of like the quintessential like I had a friend who was in Europe last summer and she went to all the churches and you know you know gorgeous ceilings obviously everywhere but I was in the Houston airport for three hours and I took one of my most favorite ceiling like several of my favorite ceiling selfies in the the one with the red um yes yeah with the red lanterns exactly yeah so you know I I that's that's so that's part of where the photo walk was born also is that I realized it's I'd always been doing it like so the three-hour layover in the airport we had gone to Peru um not not Mesa Verde but we had been at Machu Picchu and we were so tired and we had this long layover and I thought I'm never gonna stay awake I'm, and I was like I'll just you know do a photo walk in the airport my yeah. kids are older they were like you know watching a movie or something and my husband was with them and you know it just it just dawned on me like well I could share this with others that it's really like you can be creative any anywhere you and can it's go so entertaining these. I mean yeah. like because the weird thing is like if like there's so much of the world to see right where you are, you know, like exactly for people listening, like take one picture from a worm's (laughs) perspective, like you're going to be like floored. And now I'm like addicted to ceilings. Like I did not know all these things were up there. Like I would be missing out. So fun. We like, we never stare up. And and if you're actually composing it with your phone, you go, Oh wow, this looks really, really cool. And even with a big camera, DSLR camera, I wouldn't have really, I mean, unless I was probably in the church in Europe, noticing, you know, some really elaborate painting or something, I wouldn't have looked for light fixtures or exposed pipes that are interesting or any of these things ever. Um, yeah. So, so, it, so basically you're getting, you're inspired. You never know when it's going to hit you. Yeah. That's like me. <laughs> I, I never know. I had this really weird photography practice, I guess, for forever and ever. And, and so when I, when I started um, the certification in the, in the applied positive psychology, I realized all these things like, like looking up, um, you know, increases like your, your optimism. Like there's scientific studies of that and, and looking down, like getting, standing up on the bed, say, and taking a photo is, you know, that's creating some of the conditions of awe of, of being up high Mm -hmm. above things. And then I've always, because of my sort of exhaustion with negativity. It was, you know, I, I always made the parallel to how can you look at a problem for a new, from a new perspective, you know, photography, interesting, creative photography is all about finding that different perspective. And, you know, so I, I really love to kind of extrapolate out the metaphor of saying, Hey, yeah, if you're thinking of something kind of hairy and difficult in your life, how can you look at it from the worm's eye perspective or the bird's eye view? Or the mm-hmm. if you got too up close, you know, macro, how do you zoom out? Or, mm-hmm. you know, when do you go big picture? When do you go details? Like, so, I think I'm going doorknobs next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done like toilet paper rolls. I've done like <laughs> up close, down low, like side angle of the toilet paper and people are going to listen to this and be like who what who are these people, people well like like about? people that know me like i mean i have been talking about you since i found oh, that thing because so sweet because it doesn't matter where you are like you can yeah. you can do these things and it's and my husband who i thought was going to think I, well my husband gets me 
like he like I guess it's yeah. not that he, off the wall right but like right. he joined in I mean like I really didn't he's think like, he sure. was gonna be on the ground too but I'm, he's like I'm, oh let me have the phone let me get on the ground <laughs> I've got to do one you know I love it yeah. I love it when the husbands get involved and the kids get involved and so the whole thing with the with lockdown I think that's where you know so I had been teaching a lot of these different creative perspectives in in the life East class and then with the lockdown I got invited by our the arts organization that that runs our community um because at, at my studio downtown I've you know I've taught the women our age photography and we did like a whole life feast art show of all these weird uh angles and ceiling selfies and and things because one of the lessons is get out of your comfort zones so I'm like well we're gonna do an art show how fun will that be and they're all nervous about it but anyway um, so, so they were bringing the art shows online and the arts organization asked if I wanted to participate. And I thought I was thinking about how we're all locked in our houses and the weather was terrible here as well. And the ski mountain was shut down. You were not allowed to do anything, you know, act, active wise that we normally do in on bad weather days. And, um, and I thought, oh, well, if we're all climbing the walls, you may as well take a ceiling selfie. That was sort of my riff <laughs> on the, on the lockdown. And so I created this whole online art show of all the ceiling selfies that all of my students had taken in the life feast class. And I put it to music and, and I got all these emails back from people who went to the virtual art show. Like that was so fun. That was so incredible. And, and I thought, Oh, you know, thinking of, of everyone around the country like like you can take a photo walk in your house it is mm -hmm. really delightful you mm -hmm. know if you're if you're able to get outside I know that so many of us were like we got to take the walk for the kids everybody needs to get out of the house mm -hmm. you know to to get some fresh air during the day but then of course there were people who lived maybe say in New York City who there was it wasn't a good idea to be out of your house at all even mm -hmm. for a, a walk and so that's why I wanted to come up with prompts that would be indoor and prompts that would be outdoor. Um, you know, I was getting tired of every Zoom call, every like Zoom happy hour with old college friends or with my parents and, you know, niece and nephew, all of them. We were just talking about the coronavirus, like right. all, and, and, and it was sort of the same thing with the mom speak years ago and, and all, you know, negativity that you, any number of negative topics on the news these days. But I was like, I'm so sick of talking about what everybody else's lockdown looks like. It probably <laughs> looks like yours. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's discuss this ad nauseum of every state, how we're all, what, you know, when will your restaurants open? What's mm -hmm. your takeout? Right. Like? What, right. And it was just, okay, we got to give, we got to get people out. Again, we have that negativity bias. It's so easy for us to hone in on what's going wrong, especially when we're all on, on a quarantine in our homes. And I was like, how do I, how do I positively contribute to this and, and help get people to be delighting themselves with something different? Oh, you know, I, I just have to tell you, I have to say thank you because I mean, it just, it did wonders for my oh, husband and me, my I'm husband so like really gets, um, he was just really, I mean, we were both like kind of sad, yeah. um, for lack of a better word, you know, over the, over the pandemic and, you know, but he has a tendency to, um, I don't know, uh, internalize, I guess. Or yeah. I, I can't or think like of a really good Yeah. And, and so like, um, when we go and do these things, like to see him on the ground, 
taking these pictures and in awe, just like his crazy wife, you know, was like so refreshing. Like it did a real, it, it was just like, gosh, I don't even know how to say this correctly. It really, and, and what I'm about to say doesn't even explain it well enough, but it did such wonderful things for our mental health. And it's such a simple thing. And like, that's what I want people. That's really the main reason why I wanted you on here. I just, there's something about you that I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to meet her because like, like you're so part of my life. Like you don't even know. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Well, now I am. Yeah. But like, you know, like (laughs) it's just one thing, like, you know, when you teach somebody something, but you really never, nobody ever tells you like how it impacted you. Yeah. Like, and so when I have a student come back and tell me, this is what I got from you, Mrs. Lyman, you know? So it's so amazing. And it makes you never gets old. Yeah. I love hearing it. Yeah. And so I just wanted to make sure that you knew that, you know, like what you're doing is really amazing. And I really want my friends to, um, to get into this because I think that, you know, their worlds could be that much more joyful. Now I do have to tell you something though, that's kind of a little bit off topic, but, um, but maybe you've heard of this, but have you ever heard of eye bombing? No, okay, I'm you're very gonna intrigued. like this. You're gonna what like what is okay. eye bombing? So like, here's it's like my piano bombing thing. where they're just like random pianos in places or <laughs> no, like well, I love kind them. of kind okay of. okay so okay did you know and this? yarn bombing? I know what yarn bombing is. What's yarn like bombing? We're, oh my gosh, we're we're knitting people like randomly will like knit tree branches and things like you'll be walking and and they're covered in in cool knitting. Get out. Cause like I crochet, like that's my thing. Like, oh my gosh. You could crochet okay. bomb. So like literally like the, the ideas are going again. Mm-hmm. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> so eye bombing. Okay. I don't know if you knew this, but um, nope. googly eyes, you okay. can get yeah, yeah. self-adhesive googly eyes. Oh yes. Okay? Yes. I have used so, them. Okay. So like I, I got the idea. I saw it like on Pinterest or something and, um, and I bought some. And then I would just keep them in my purse. And then everywhere I went, like what I did was like, if you ever look at like a tree and you start mm-hmm. looking for mouths. Oh yeah. 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 Okay, faces, like, I call it faces in places. Yes. Cause I saw you did that. Yes. And then I would put eyes with those. So oh then you God. have this hysterical thing. I'm going to email you as soon as I think about it again, I'm going to email you some of my favorite eye bombing. Oh, pictures. I would love it. And I like, I, I do it a lot with kids and like even my parents who are kind of like, a little, they're not as silly as me, um, yeah. but like, like, even they what? were like cracking up, but, like people like would ask me like, why are you doing it? I'm like, why not? I mean, like, like you have to like go out you. and do this with your girls, like just on your photo, you would think it's hysterical. like start fo- looking for mouths and then you can never unsee them again yeah. because I well, have we, we definitely do do that. I was, we call it gesture in photography of like, you know, you look for those faces that like, I always say it's like the, um, you know, like a, a power outlet looks like like a little oh, person yes. going like oh you know surprise <laughs> yes. I actually I bombed a power outlet so like yes so like I'm gonna send you these pictures and I lo- would love it if you would like go out and do this sometime oh, and send me absolutely. your pictures absolutely I gotta go get um, the googly eye yes or, yeah I get them on Amazon make sure they're self stick because um I have not found a hot glue gun that's like battery powered Oh my God. You know, that you can take with you, but, um, but it's hilarious and I'll send it to you. Cause you're going to love this. I got to say, so in the, um, in the life feast class that I teach there's, I, I had gone to a Ted talk in person and there was a, the curator for the Denver art museum had done this hilarious 
talk on playfulness. And he, um, he had done an art show of the lead singer. I'm forgetting his name. Oh, Mark Mothersbaugh. So he was the lead singer of Devo. Do you remember the band? Mm -hmm. Devo? I do. So he did this whole retrospective on Mark's whole career, which is this very prolific, you know, serious music. Like he's a serious composer as well as Devo, as well as like hysterical, you know, fine art things. And um, they became really good friends. And he tells this story about like being in an airport, I can't remember where, somewhere international, and they're about to walk through passport control. And um, the Denver Art Museum, sort of a buttoned up PhD type, opens up his passport and Mark Mothersbaugh had put googly <gasps> on his yes! passport picture. <laughs> and it was like right before he handed it over to the passport agent in a very not playful country or situation and he was like thank god i noticed it like right before it was you know and his whole talk was this beautiful you know coming to the point of like mark looked at the world like it's his sandbox and he is free to play in it and enjoy and delight and so i came up with it based on this this ted talk snippet um came up with the whole module of the life feast, which is on play. Like as adults, we're allowed to play. We're allowed to go put Mm -hmm. googly eyes on trees and, (laughs) you know, power outlets and delight ourselves and others. Like, yes, there's so many beautiful, positive benefits to, to being more playful. Yes. And it's so much fun. Like, cause I don't like the bill paying and the tax paying and all the boring things. Right. Like we still get the stuff done. We still get it done. We do. Yes. We worry if we have too much fun, maybe we won't, but you're like, nope, nope. I still like brush my teeth every day. And yeah. I still well, the, the eye bombing was kind of cool though, because that was something like the photo walk. You can do it anywhere. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like we would do it at restaurants. Like I put them on like um, salt and pepper shakers and right. like yeah. Silly. Who yeah. knew? You could try it on passport um, photos. Too. Yes. Yes. That's <laughs> hilarious. Um, okay. So what do you have, what's going on right now? You have like another project going on right now or what's up in the near future for you? So what's up in the near future is, is relaunching the life feast this summer, um, for, for everyone to, who wants to take it further to take the photo walk further with me is to really, like I said, this is where we really learn all the, you know, photography concepts, composition, editing, like uh, cool ways to improve your photography, iPhone photography. So it's always super accessible, although it can be applied towards bigger camera photography. And then, um, and then in it, as I said, each module is based around awe, play, adventure, mindfulness, um, curiosity, flow state, everything that all these benefits of creativity of what they bring into your life and then how to, how to integrate them. And I always joke that I think, I think that iPhone photography is like the gateway drug to all the other creative things that Mm -hmm. I have many people who say like, well, I'm not really interested in being a photographer. It's like, yeah, that's fine. That's not really what I'm teaching. I mean, this isn't, so you could go start your wedding photography career or, Mm -hmm. or family portraits. It's about, um, really tapping into this part of you that has probably been dormant since, yes. you know, for a lot of us, that's been dormant for a few decades, you know, whether we lost creativity after fifth grade, you know, like middle school things are getting more serious. Or if we, if we let it atrophy in adulthood, wh- wherever it happens, it's a way to, so I've had people 
who after, you know, working with me, they're like, I signed up for, you know, guitar lessons. Now I'm oil painting. And mm-hmm. I've had several who are like, I'm starting a podcast. I'm starting my, my online courses, which I think are all, you know, really creative endeavors. They just mm-hmm. might be more business related. Right. So I, I really, I think, um, you know, I would have students tell me like, no, I think I do need a big camera and I need like the big lens. And I was like, no, because then you'll make it this really precious thing. Like it's gonna, I got to get out the camera. I got to bring it around, you know, in photography, it's the best camera you have is the one you have with you. And the Mm -hmm. iPhone is, is with you. And you can, as I say, like you can use it for good or evil. You can use it to just sit <laughs> right. and, and read the news and drive yourself crazy. Or you can be like, I think I'm going to go, you know, look for some worm's eye point of view. Or- yeah, I don't know. I think I, I think, um, I don't know if I tagged you or what, but I don't know if you saw like all the comments from my friends on those pictures. Oh, I did on Facebook. I yeah. was like, your friends are so into this. I love it. Like, yeah, it so, yeah. It was so delightful to see. And so, and then I say too, like, you know, I feel like I, I think there's wonderful aspects to, you know, painting and pottery and all, you know, crocheting and all of those. However, if you're, you know, I joke that if you're driving and you see a beautiful sunset, you know, it's, it's harder with the kids in tow to bust out the easel and the, right, <laughs> and the right. box than, you know, to, to capture and savor that moment. And photography is this beautiful way to, as I said, you can do it in shorter increments. It's really accessible and have this creative practice. And I had one, one of my students in the Life East had said, it never occurred to me to take a photo of anything other than my children right. on, on my iPhone. And that, and I, and she was like, and now she did a series of like upwards of um, umbrellas, like patio oh. umbrellas. And they were, you know, they were so beautiful. And I was like, yeah, see, yeah, see, like you, you blew the doors open on all, like yeah. there's just parts <laughs> of the world that you don't just, they're right there. You just don't even realize. And yes. it's exciting and joyful. And well, I love that you're just the perfect textbook example of like once, and once you start tapping into it, that the ideas just keep coming, coming, mm-hmm. you know, that's the broaden and build effect. That's so I have amazing. Like creativity about- ADHD though, because, and then, and then I get like, I start driving my friends and family crazy because I get like the gnomes. Okay. So like, then everyone got a gnome and they're like, well, you know, and my, (laughs) and then like the eye bombing. So then I was eye bombing everything. And, and it's just like, I, I get on I love these. it, Cindy. You're all in. <laughs> I am. Amazing. And like now it's the photo walk. Now it's ceiling. So now everywhere we go, we're taking pictures of the ceiling. And I just have so much fun with it. So I think what I you're think, doing I is think awesome. if you look at it as like, you know, it's it's like stretching before exercise, right? Like it's just all these playful ways to warm up. So if, yeah. if it's saying like, okay, ultimately you want to write a book or, or some like big kind of op- creative opus that you have in mind, then it's still good to go make the acorn gnomes and things that just <laughs> allow you to just play and yes. like make mistakes and use your curiosity. And then also to say like, okay, but I do still want to get the, the, you know, icons or your big, hairy, audacious goals, yes, like your yes. big, hairy, audacious goals done. It's the B-hag. Ways- B-hag. Yes, exactly. Did you read exactly. that book? The B-hag. <laughs> it's, um, Which book Adam, was it? I don't it was, know. I can't think of the name of it, but it's by Adam have. Hamilton. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I yeah. love his B-hag. So yes. the, the, so if you, if you have those, it's like, yeah, you still want to honor those, but that doesn't mean that you, you, 
need to just throw away all the creative like warm up exercises that are fun that just get you in that broaden and build mindset that that create the other ideas. Mm-hmm. So what's your what what's that behag of you, yours? I got to bi- Well, no, my big hairy audacious what's the last what's the g? Goal. Goal. <laughs> um is I seriously want to be doing what you're doing. Yeah. Like I want to be, <laughs> and like I write it down every day. Like I write down, cause I, I, I'm also very interested in the subconscious mind. So like I write down, like it's already been done, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. So every, Your future self, yes, love it. every day I write down that I, um, I, I generate money from my podcast, from my online courses, my e-courses, my Etsy shop. And, um, oh, and then I just started, um, I don't know if you've heard of the um, app Listenable. No. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, check it out. You can get it on okay. the app store, but it's, it's classes that you can listen to. Um, oh, cool. And, and they're like each lesson's like 10 minutes long. Uh-huh. But um, like so quick- I- yeah, like so, like on the fly, I was because I I get obsessive with things, so I like could listen to everything I could possibly listen to, and then I started looking at their website, and they have a uh, form you can fill out if you want to like oh, teach apply. a class. Yeah, yeah. So like I, literally, like with no thought at all, I'm like, oh, I you know I'm really into positivity, so let me just pitch them this idea. I'm like, they probably won't like it. They'll probably never get back to me. Got back to me right away. Like we, oh, we love this idea, and I'm like, oh, sweet, because I'm a podcast host. Like I think I can do this. Yeah. You know? So, um, Congratulations. So like that's another thing. I like, they picked up my course. So I'm in the middle of that right now. And, but like in my journal every morning, I'm writing all of these things down and, and it's like, it's kind of where, like where you are now. Like I want to be, um, I want, I need to be making money because I, my husband, and I don't share money. So like I, in a sense, I'm still kind of like a single mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good. I need to be generating money for my family. Um, but I want to pull it in, in, in ways like on my terms. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I still need to be teaching and I love the fact that with teaching, I can still be creative. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I need more. It's the bridge. It's the bridge to the next, the next thing. Yeah. yeah. So like when I say I have a goal, I can't say that I have a behag. I have behags. Because like I have right. all these things, like my mind is constantly. I am, I am right there with you. I think um the biggest the biggest thing that I had to do was put the horse blinders on as far as letting allowing myself to. Um, because it's funny when you say like what's next. Well, you know, there's a million different ideas in mm-hmm. in my head. However, I made a promise to um to commit to to running a certain amount of life feast cohorts before I before I'm moving on to the the next bit hag, uh, if you will. Yes, of just yes. like knowing that um giving some things continued focus for a while really exponentially increases the the success for for a bit. So honoring all those warm up and playful ideas but also knowing like if I decide I'm going to write a book and launch podcasts and do the courses mm-hmm. and do a mm-hmm. YouTube channel and like and 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 all at the same time before I've made some traction in one area then they all just you know, they all just get jumbled up. So right. Well, I I actually keep, I write every, all these ideas down. And so like right now my focus is my podcast and, um, my focus is listenable because I have deadlines on both of those things. Yeah. So like, and then, 
Yeah. Yes. Keeps you um, accountable. Right. And then like, then I'm reading a book for school. Um, so I, like I'm getting all filled with these ideas for school that I want to do with my students, but it's like, okay, I got to focus on this first. And then I write down like all my ideas that I have for school yeah. so that when I'm done with this, I can then not forget all my other we, um, big dreams so I, here. <laughs> so the, the other, another, um, challenge that I run. So I do the gratitude gravy in November. And then I also do one in January called the right brain resolution revolution. And it's basically to take those BHAGs and like put them into action. And one of my favorite things that I learned in my positive psychology certification was this idea of reverse accountability. <laughs> it's, um, it's a way to get you to stick with like if you're very deadline motivated like like I am as well and um I, I would find that like normal accountability or rewarding myself when I finished something wasn't working and so I had to go with like the more of the strong-armed approach and I had a um I had a, actually had a, a coach who he he had first challenged me to this this is like seven or eight years ago. And I was, I was writing and I was trying to come up with a daily writing practice to, to write a book. And, and he had said, all right, if you don't send me a thousand words a day or whatever the goal was, um, first it was, you have to buy me a six pack of beer. And I was uh. like, all right, well, that's not hard. And then he goes, oh, okay. And that's, that was when I, he realized it wasn't hard. He goes, then you have to buy me dinner. And he named this really fancy restaurant in town. And I was like, all right, I, I'd buy you dinner. And he goes, no, you have to buy me dinner and you have to sit there and watch me eat and you're not allowed to see anything. <laughs> oh, I, I totally like, get it done. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I was like, oh my God, Todd, that is really harsh. And I don't think I ever missed a deadline after that. So I did it with a friend of mine who um, was, I had proposed that she do an art show in my studio and she's this amazing artist. And she was just getting in her own way. And um, I said, we're setting a deadline and we're coming up with a reverse accountability goal. And what we came up with was she was, if she didn't do the art show, if she didn't follow through with it, she was going to have to give $3,000 to a charity uh, that she hated. And we'll just <gasps> say it was like a political charity that she was very much against. And, um, so I had, I, I was like, we're going to do it. And we made her sign it and everything. And she had like wow. three months to get the, sh like we came up with a realistic time frame, but it was, I'm holding you accountable. If you don't do this, you have to, you have to donate the, the $3,000 to the, I was like, at that point, you could just hang hang up one picture in my studio and invite two friends and that counts as an art show. <laughs> like, so you can, you make it as small or as big as you, as you want. And did uh, she do it? So that's, that's, she did it. She did it. It was incredible. And she sold several pieces and then a different gallery, one that's like much, you know, mine's more like workshop based and fun, like a very serious gallery picked her up a year later. She had like a huge show with them. This printmaker woman represents her. So like it, it, it had a ripple effect of all, all kinds of positive things, but that's awesome. so sometimes we just need to, to, force ourselves to pick the one BHAG and then do a <laughs> playful little account reverse accountability goal. And I like that it's playful though, because yeah, I mean, that would make exactly. it helpful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I never, I never had to go sit him and 
watch him eat dinner. But I was like, I don't think I would make it. I love <laughs> No, no. Oh, I love food. Like, that's another thing I want to do, like, in retirement. I want to – did you ever see my best friend's wedding with Julia Roberts? Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, I want her job. You know how she goes yeah. to the fancy restaurants and she eats the food and everyone's scurrying around and they're nervous yes. and she writes about it. That's what I want to yes. do yeah. in retirement. Yeah. So that's critic. a BHAG for later. All, but. all of that. <laughs> Yeah. I, see a, I hear a blog coming. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so I, um, we have to wrap this up. Unfortunately, I love talking to you. Like I could probably talk to you all day long, oh, um, but I'm so glad that we're Facebook friends so I can keep up with what you have going on. But um, before I go, though, I wanted you to um, like any information that you want to share about how to get in touch with you in case any of the listeners want to do a class yeah. or just see, just, just see what you're up to. Because like I said, I've, I've been talking about you all the time. So Thanks. how do you're, people you're find so you? So you can find me. Um, my website is larockstarcreative.com and on it, you'll, you, you can see the, you can download the photo walk guide. It's a free guide and hear what Cindy's you know, giving me so many wonderful props about, and then you get, so when you're subscribed, you then get my follow-up emails on different, different tips. You get the gratitude gravy in November. You get the right brain resolution <laughs> revolution. I've got to sign can, up for this stuff. You too yeah. can write, yeah, you too can write haikus to your coffee maker or, <laughs> or donate money to charities you don't believe in <laughs> to, to meet your, meet your art goals. Um, and yeah, and then and then on there too, you find out when I'm launching the the cohorts for the life feast. I'm also on Instagram at La Rockstar, and that's where you see my photo walks, like my my weird little sidewalk cracks and and fun photos. And yeah, those are the best the best spots to find me right now. Okay, so I will put links to everything on um, in my show notes and on my blog so that people can find you and enjoy yes, and be inspired indeed. as much as I have too. So, um, so it has been great talking to you and, um, and I will let you know when this goes out and Yay. send you links. And this has just been so awesome. So thank you oh, for being with thank me. thank you, Cindy. Please keep me posted on all your endeavors. Oh, I'm, I will. You, you too. <laughs> I, was, I was immediately thinking... Um, Again, this is this is after podcast. Like this is my this is my from my own marketing days of like, well, do you do things on teachers pay teachers? Like, do you do you sell products on there? I, you know what? Yet? That's on my list of things to do. Like seriously, yeah, like I mean, I've this summer I've been looking into that too. I I just there's so many things I want to do. <laughs> You know? I just was thinking like, I always go with like, what's the low hanging fruit? Like, okay. So you are a teacher. So teaching other teachers about yes. positivity or yes. whatever, you know, it seems like teachers pay teachers is such a great like intro platform, you know, to, to get started mm -hmm. on selling the intro. The yeah. Post. It's there. It's on my list. Literally. Like I, I, my Pinterest board, like if you look at my Pinterest, like that's my latest pins. <laughs> so, because I, I just, I'm intrigued, you know, love it. So, love it. well, you're going to do all the things and I can't wait to I follow so. you. So. <laughs> all right. Well, it's been nice talking to you and don't become a stranger. I'm so glad I'll no. see you on Facebook and you enjoy the rest of your day. So there you go, my conversation with Lizzie LaRock. I hope Lizzie's energy had the same impact on you as it did on me. I learned so much from her, from just this one conversation, but I know if we lived near each other, we could easily be the best of friends. 
Again, if you would like to find the photo walk and Lizzie, go to her website at www.larockstarcreative.com. And she's also on Instagram at larockstar, L-A-R-O-C-K-S-T-A-R. And if you want to join me, and some other awesome people in a negative free conversation, join my Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash YDDOA. You can also find me on Instagram at your DD of awesome and on Twitter at Cindy Liming, which is spelled C-Y-N-D-I and Liming is L-I-M-I-N-G. And be sure to check out my website, yddoa.com, where you will find all the deals and episodes of your daily dose of awesome. And again, that's yddoa.com. Make it an awesome week and get out there and play. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.